Amen? Or you feel unworthy when a spirit of condemnation comes against you. Or you had a bad day and it's like, man, you know, the enemy tries to bring unbelief in through your soul, but in your heart, you truly do believe. We talked about the three E's, excitement, expectation, and effect. We should be the most excited people in the world. Now, some days you don't feel excited. Well, that's when you got to mix your faith. I think it was yesterday. I just woke up and it was like, ah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had a great time in the spirit. Just uh, Friday night is in the word, in the, in the Lord, in the word. But I don't know. I woke up. I don't know. It was like a what blanket was on me. So I, I learned to say, well, mix your faith. Amen. Joy's in you. Amen. Mix your faith until it's loosed. I said, well, my emotions sure don't feel like it. But you know what? Obviously, we mix our faith and the emotions will come. But the train will run, amen, without the caboose. Faith, love is the engine. The caboose is a good thing, amen. Glory God, emotions, etc. But I'll tell you what, the train will still run even without it. But the caboose will come into being as you believe. Okay. What we're going to look at is just... You know, we're talking about open relationship. To enter into anything, you have to see how much God wants it. Amen? It's not like you wanting it, and you're trying to convince God to want it. Amen? That's, that's religion. It's like you have a desire maybe to start a home for the homeless or to, to do this or to do that. Well, the prayer that starts in heaven will be answered by heaven. Amen? Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. We don't author our faith. God has given us desires for him. God's given us desires to to prosper the kingdom. Amen? But we need to understand, this is God's idea. Amen? Hallelujah. It's his idea for you to be blessed. It's his idea for you to be prosperous in your life. Finances, obviously in, in your health, Third John 2. I desire above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So we don't have to get God to twist his hand or somehow to get him to do something. Because he's the one that put the desire in our heart to begin with. Someone says, well, I don't know if it's the devil, the flesh, or God. Can I tell you something? If it's good, usually it's God. Amen? If it's something that you're crying out for and you can just sense it inside of you, it's God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. All right. So we need to understand. That's what we talked about last Sunday. The ministry of Jesus was to show us the Father. He said, if you see me, you see the Father. We looked at all these amazing miracles in the context of open relationship. But the reason is Jesus was breaking the lie of his time where God was just for the select few. God was for the most learned. God was for these people that sat in high towers, you know, that really controlled and manipulated. And he's saying, I've come that every person everywhere can enter in to this glory. And it's not a faith that's blind. It's a faith that's open. The veil's been rent. Glory to God. So when we looked at Mark 6, 7, 8, 
You know, where Jesus multiplied the bread, we, we shared that there was no need in the natural for him to do it because they could have easily went and bought food that was in the surrounding villages. So why did Jesus do it? Because he wanted to show them the kingdom of God. That the kingdom of God, he just wanted to do it because he wanted to do it. Our God is so much, so glorious, amen? So he multiplied the, 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 the bread and the fish in, in full view of everybody, didn't he? Everybody knew what happened. Because he's saying, I'm the bread of life, eat of me. He's saying, I want, you, I want you to understand. Our relationship is open. Man, when they saw him walking on the sea, you know, and then in John 6, 21, and he knew they were tired from rowing. And then in a second's time, that ship was translated on dry land. Woo, that's pretty open, amen? Glory to God. How, how would you like to be there? You're in this ship, you're really tired. You're probably thinking to yourself, man, I can't believe how long we have to go. How much more work we have to do. And Jesus is so good. And bang, the ship's on right where it's supposed to be. Would you be impressed? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you would be. Why did Jesus do Because he's a God of open relationship. Now there's a balance. I understand there are times that you have to stand in faith. Because what you're believing for hasn't come into manifestation. But when you understand open relationship, you will know that what you're believing for, even when you started believing, is already in motion and it's here in Jesus' name. And it just takes time, to be honest with you, for the natural to catch up with the spirit, spiritual. Amen? So our God has such a desire for open relationship. It's his idea. It's not this idea, I am so, you know, it's like you're looking, you know, like almost through a door where you can't see somebody. No, it's his idea of having open relationship. His presence, his voice, his embrace, his grace strengthening us in our time of weaknesses, which we all have. Wow, it's open relationship. Guess what, guys? It's not your idea. It was his idea. Amen? Glory to God. Whoo, hallelujah. So, this, so we see it's his desire, his idea. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. Second, we need to see why. Why is God into open relationship? It's because open relationship and intimacy go together. Amen? Wow. Now, it's, it's, for example, it would be one thing if somebody was in Africa and they're in, in the military and, and they're uh, engaged to someone or, or they're married to someone and they would have to send them a letter in the old days. Now you got, you know, different ways to do that, FaceTime. But let's say they're in a remote place and they have to send letters. You know what I'm saying? There, there is no internet. And the only way they can communicate you know, with their spouse-to-be or their spouse is letters. And maybe you get a letter like every three weeks and that per other person writes back. They get a letter every three weeks. Well, that'd be one thing, right? But what if you got married and you know what? You never talk to each other. Every three weeks you put a letter in the mail. 
and your spouse could get it. And it'd be like, you know what? What would that be? Weird. <laughs> okay? It would be weird. But that's how people live with Jesus. It's weird. It's like, well, I, you know, the heavens are brass and I can't hear his voice. That's a lie. The heavens are opened by the blood of Jesus and we can't hear his voice. Amen? It may feel like they're brass, but they're open because Jesus has opened the heavens by his blood. Amen? But see, people live like that. People live like that. We've all been there in times of struggle where it seems like God is far away. But God, we need to know that God will break that. Glory to God. He will break it. Glory to God. He's given us his written word, the Logos. Amen? Logos, L-O-G-O-S, is simply Greek for written word, right? I tell you, when I was a young Christian, I mean, I was a very young Christian, yes, left the, less than a year old in the Lord. I uh, came to university here, and uh, we had a really good fellowship, and we had an intramural basketball team, and I was running cross-country and track. I couldn't go to most of the games, but I went to some of the games, and I don't know, I don't even know the New Testament was written in Greek. So everybody had logos on their jerseys, okay? Well, I come from an Italian community. So I thought logos grocery store sponsored our fellowship for a long time. And I'm thinking, well, that was nice of them. I don't know where the grocery store is or the restaurant, but you know, logos. Logos is Greek, amen, for written word. Finally, someone told me at the end of the season, and I think I might have told somebody, boy, it's really nice of that guy to sponsor us. He said, what guy? I said, Mr. Logos. No, Logos <laughs> is Greek for written word, okay? So God gives us his written word. And we rejoice in it. We don't stop there because then he reveals the written word, amen? But then he goes further. He reveals the written word so we can speak it and declare it. So it's now we go from the written word to the revealed word to the spoken word. Glory to God. And then as we stand in faith, it becomes the manifested word. Amen. And the name of God and the word of God are synonymous in the sense that the word of God reveals the names of God, the heart of God. Every name represents a part of God. Yahweh Rapha, the part of God that is healing. Yahweh Rohi, the, the part of God that is shepherd. Uh, Yahweh Akena, the, God of, uh, the part of God that just has a jealous love towards us. Uh, in all the names of God. Uh, go with me to John 17, 6. And so we can get some word on this. In John 17, again... It talks about the manifested name. Jesus said, I've given, uh, let's let's see, verse 6. I've manifested thy name unto the man which you have given me. Jesus desires, hungers to manifest his name. And it's so powerful because in verse 11, he tells us why the word, the name needs to be manifested. Again, it's one thing to believe the word. It's another thing to experience the word in open manifestation, okay? He says in verse 11, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep them in thy name, the manifested name, 
those whom thou have given me, that they might be one, even as we are. Well, it's obviously not talking about one in the context of being some little God. It's not talking about oneness and unity. It's talking about being intimate. To being intimate with God. So open relationship mm, and intimacy go together. Okay? Open relationship and intimacy go together. Again, there's a balance. Doesn't mean that when you're struggling or having difficulty that you don't have intimacy. Because in your heart, you know it's open relationships still, right? But I tell you what, God wants his word to be manifested. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, it has something to do with intimacy. Go with me to 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. These are such powerful verses. And uh, we share on them a lot in different contexts. They're just so powerful. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. According as his divine power has given unto us all things. How many things? All things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. Whew, glory to God. The glory of God is his heart. It's who he is. God doesn't call us by techniques. God doesn't manipulate you to get you in the kingdom. God presents himself. Amen? No gimmickry. I tell you, people that use gimmicks and all this stuff to get people to say the sinner's prayer, can I tell you something? It doesn't work. Even if you get people to say it. If they say that prayer but don't enter into repentance and commitment, or if they say that prayer because they think that, you know what, I'm just going to get this or that, but they don't, they're not saying the prayer to get, enter into Jesus. It's not right. Mm. We present Jesus when we share the gospel. Amen? Not gimmicks. We present Jesus. When come, people come to Jesus for Jesus, that's when they're going to stay with Jesus. Amen? Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. That, of course, the written word of God. That by these, say with me, by these, by these, you personalize it. You might be partakers of the divine nature. That's his glory and virtue. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Most people in the world are trying to, they're, they're in a place of pressure to try to get an identity, to try to get this or get that. Glory to God. We're in rest because our Father gives of himself to us. But what God wants us to see is about relationship. Amen? It's just not about even getting the manifestation. You know, someone, let's just pretend parents, you got two parents that aren't good. Most parents are very good. But let's just say that they don't spend time with their kids. Maybe their kids are in college and they, they need money. And they just give them the money just to, so they stop, don't have a need. But they don't give the money out of relationship. You know, people can give you something. But it doesn't mean it's relationship. You know what I'm saying? They, didn't give you, they can give you money to bribe you to do something. 
They can give you something, but if it's not out of relationship. But when it's out of relationship, that's why, for example, our tithes and offerings, it's relational with God, right? When we help one another in need, that's relationship. I'll never forget, I was in uh, my freshman year in college, and uh, I didn't have any money at all. Now, you know, to do the laundry, to, n- no money at all. And my dad was not saved at the time, but he was uh, he's a tough guy. I'm 19 years old, he was a sergeant in Korea War. Tough guy. And uh, I'll never forget, I called him up. And uh, I said, you know, uh, I, I need some money. I think I need like 100 bucks, $100. And he said, you know what? Right now, he is a still worker. And he said, he, he said, I really don't have it. He was in the, I called up my grandfather, actually was a bartender in a bar. My dad was there. And I, so I got a hold of him. He's at the bar. And uh, I said, he said, you know, Michael, I don't have the, but he said, just hold on a second. Just hold on a second. I heard him. I could hear on the phone. He said, hey, hey, he's a, he's a tough guy. The whole bar stopped. There's a lot of guys here. He said, my son got a need. He's a talking guy. He's got a need. I'm passing a hat. He needs $100. Think about $250 come in. Everybody says, yeah, they're drinking. Yeah, yeah, he better love them, knew me. But you know that blessed me? Because, see, it was, it was a relationship. It was a relationship. Some of them said, it came from the bar. So what? Glory to God. Some people in bars get better have a, anyways, we won't, go, we won't go there. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. But I knew it was not a relationship. You see what I'm saying? That was humbling to ask for money there. But see, it was not a relationship. God, open relationship is what God wants. Glory to God. Open relationship is what he wants. We don't have to wait to heaven to get it. Amen, the blood's been shed. All right. Let's look at, okay, so we looked at, it's God's desire. We looked at why it's his desire, because it's intimacy. Now let's look like how how it comes and see how far we get. How does it come? How does it happen? Let's go to Colossians 1.27. We're actually talking about this verse of Bible study, I think, on Wednesday. Colossians 1.27. It says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, the mystery of the gospel, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This really gets me excited. We'll see how far we get. Jesus is in you, your Holy Spirit, right? He's in you. What's he in you for? He's in you. So the life of Jesus could become your life, right? He's the vine. We're the branches. The life in the vine goes into the branches. For Holy Spirit, being one with our spirit, the life of God comes into our spirit. All right. So Christ is in you. Every person here, every person listening to my voice that's a Christian, Christ is in you through Holy Spirit, giving you the desire 
for the glory of God. A desire for open relationship. Holy Spirit is infusing the same desires that Jesus had on the earth into your spirit so his desires are your desires. Woo, that's grace. Grace is not an excuse for sin. Grace is entering the victory over sin. So why do you have a desire to experience the presence of Jesus? Because God put it there. Why do you have a desire to get into the word of God? Someone says, I don't feel like getting in the word of God. That's your soul. In your heart, you do have a desire. Philippians 2.13 says, Christ is in you to give you the desire and give you the strength to enter in the what you desire for. So this lie that I don't have the desire to get into the word of God is a lie. Yeah, my soul sometimes doesn't feel like getting into the word of God. My soul sometimes doesn't feel like doing this or doing that. But my spirit, it loves to get into the word of God, whether I feel like it or not. You know why? Because Christ is in my spirit and he gave me that desire and he gives me that desire second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. Woo, come on. Shit, I get so many people. I, I just don't feel like God loves me. Well, join the club sometimes. Sometimes my soul doesn't, my soul's weird. My emotions, I mean, I ate too much pepperoni last night. I don't feel like God loves me. Who knows how it's affected? God loves me because I know the Bible says it. God loves me because I know in my heart that he does. I'm not going to go by my feelings. I'm not going to go by my natural mind. So Christ is in you to give you the same desires that Jesus had. A desire to know him more. A desire to be a good father, a good mother, a good husband, a good wife. Whatever your vocation is to glorify God. A desire, listen to me please, I desire for open relationship. I desire for open relationship. I desire, sure, to win souls. Who win the souls is wise. I desire to help people rather than to speak bad about them in the body of Christ and even the unsaved. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. It starts with desire. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, right? He will give you what? The desires of your heart. Trust also in him and he will do it. You know why he will do it? Because he knows. He's the one that said he'll do it. When he gives you a desire, he will do it. Amen? So it's not about me making it happen. Come on. It's not about me getting myself a desire. It's about him making it happen. Whew, glory to God. So if he given you, and we said this before, he might fulfill desire in a way that you don't know. But he will fulfill desires. Glory to God. I tell you, it, it's the key to me to everything. Mm. 
I was, uh, years ago, boy, I don't know how far I'm going to get on this, but that's all right. Years ago, uh, when I was teaching high school, there was a, a lady that came, she had a seeing eye dog named Sunshine. And it was a really good assembly, and usually, I'll be honest, at the high school, kids were kind of rude, and man, it wasn't a good deal, but everybody was attentive when she shared, and she was blind, totally blind. Her name was Joyce, and uh, so she had to sing I Dog Sunshine, and uh, long story short, uh, she started to come to a Bible study that Kathy and I were involved in leading. And uh, one day, Kathy and I were dropping her off at her uh, house. She lived with her mom and dad. And uh, we just said, is there anything we can pray for you for? And uh, she said, you know, she didn't even mention her eyes. She, she said, I don't know, not really. And I just said, you know, uh, this came out of my mouth. I said, do you have a desire to be married? And she just laughed and she said, who's going to marry me? I'm totally blind. I got diabetes on and on. I said, that's not the question I asked. I said, do you have a desire to be married? And then she started to cry. And she said, yeah, sure I do. I said, okay. So I said, we're going to agree with you that God's going to fulfill that desire. Well, it didn't happen overnight. But I think it was, a, it was a while, not that long, maybe six, nine months after that. I mean, we're talking probably like the most, this guy was never married, but he was probably the most eligible bachelor in the area. Very wealthy guy, Christian guy, awesome guy, right? He started taking locking into her. Glory to God, and they got married. Glory to Jesus. Why did that happen? See, God had given her that desire, but she covered it up. But once we started ending into it, it manifested by his grace. Amen? That's why we need to encourage each other not to give up. Amen? To keep believing. Amen? All right. So that's number one. That's how we enter into open relationship, is seeing we have the same desire for open relationship that Jesus did. And when God gives you a desire for something, he will fulfill it. Okay? Second thing is this. Glory to Jesus. Mm. He has such a desire to bring things to pass. It involves the glory of God. The glory within him that gave you the desire to experience his glory. Man, that's what he lives for. To manifest his glory. In John 2, when Jesus turned the water into wine, it says this was the beginning of when his glory started to manifest. In John eleven thirty three, Lazarus was in the tomb. And, and all looked dark, right? And even though he told Mary and Martha that he was going to rise, they were still in unbelief, especially Martha. And so he said, remove the stone, Amen. Well, there's, always a, there's always something we have to do. Jesus will do the raising, but we have to remove the stone, saying we're in agreement with him. Amen? Jesus will do the heavy lifting, but we have to do our part. And, and Martha says, he's been in the tomb four days already. He stinks. What did Jesus say? Did I not say unto you? Evidently, he had been teaching them. If you would believe, you'd see the glory of God. Whatever God does is simply the awesomeness of who he is, his glory being manifested for you because of his love for you. Amen? Glory to God. All right. 
Third reason of how is the price has been paid. Open relationship. The price is paid. The veil's been rent. Most of us know that there is a huge curtain. I mean, it's super thick, super tall. It separated the, you know, the, uh, before you could get into the Holy of Holies, there was a separation between that. There's the outer court, inner court, then Holy of Holies. And when Jesus was on the cross, when he's shedding his blood, the veil was rent. It was ripped in half from top to bottom, representing the reality that no longer could only one man enter into the Holy of Holies once a year. But now it was accessible to everyone, everywhere. That's the power of the blood of Jesus. Amen? That's open relationship when you enter into the Holy of Holies. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. All right. So we have Colossians 1.27. How? Just God's passion to manifest. And then, man, his redemption grace. Price is paid. Veil's been rent. All right. The next thing we enter into, and we'll see how far we get, is spirit-to-spirit vehicles. Meaning this. God is spirit. Amen? John 4, well, let's look at it. John 4, 23 and 24. The whole deal with Jesus coming, when God created Adam and Eve, they were spirit beings. And they fellowship with God openly, didn't they? Spirit to spirit. Wow. How amazing. But they then chose Soloth, being their own God, and they, you, I tell you, to get something from the devil, you always got to give him something. The idea that he'll give you something for free is a lie. So the devil says, hey, you can, you can be like God. You can determine what's right and what's wrong. That's where we're at today in our society. So when they chose sin to be their own God, they forfeited their spirit. Their spirit died. Their spirit died. So Jesus came to give us a new spirit. 2 Corinthians 5.17, we're a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.21, we're the righteousness of God in Christ. So in John 4, 23 and 24, he says, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and truth. And in John 3, talking about the new birth, he said, you got to be born again because that which is the flesh is flesh. You have an evil nature that you sow to. God is spirit, your flesh. Flesh cannot interact with spirit in intimacy. It's impossible. Religious people are trying to communicate with a God who is spirit through the flesh, through their fleshly works, through their fleshly paradigms. You know, through we'll communicate through saints. We'll communicate through uh, icons. We'll communicate through statues. We'll communicate through being good. We'll contact. We'll, no, it doesn't work, does it? You don't become a child of God because you're good enough to be a child of God. You become a child of God, right? 
because of grace. So when you got born again, you changed from a being of evil. You changed from a being of man to a being of flesh to a being of spirit. The real you is your spirit. When you die, your spirit, hallelujah, your spirit goes to heaven. Amen? Your spirit goes to heaven. Glory to God. Your body's in the, in the earth. Glory to God. The real you. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Okay? So now we can communicate spirit to spirit. And everything God does and his grace is through spiritual vehicles so we can enter in to intimacy, open relationship with God who is spirit. I'm going to say that again. The blood was shed in the wisdom of God so we could be given spiritual vehicles to enter into God who is spirit openly. First and foremost, well, first through our born-again spirit. Second, through Holy Spirit being in us. Amen? Holy Spirit is in you. The God who was in the Holy of Holies that only could be approached once a year by the high priest for that year is now in you. He's in you. How's that even possible? The creator of the universe is inside of you. Woo! Now we pray for God to come down. That's scriptural in the sense that there's an outward anointing, gifts of the spirit. But God first and foremost isn't trying to come down. He's trying to get out. Amen? He's trying to reign in us. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So Holy Spirit and your spirit are now one. Why? So the life of Father God, the life of Jesus, can now flow into your spirit, the fruits of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, on and on, okay? All right. Now, the next thing, obviously, is the Word of God. The Word of God is not physical. You say, well, these pages are physical. But John 6.63 says, my Word is what? Spirit. My Word is Spirit. Well, you say, no. Well, this, these are physical pages. But the words on these pages, they're Spirit. These words... On these pages are literally the essence of that which God is made up of. Woo, Jesus! I'm going to say that again. The words on these pages are the essence of that which God consists of. They're words of fire. They're words of love. They're words of life. Holy Spirit, who is spirit, obviously. He wrote these. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16 that these words are God-breathed. How did you get born again? Well, first of all, how was Adam created? Jesus breathed into Adam, right? How did the apostles get born again? John 20, 22. Jesus breathed in to the apostles. 
When you got born again, you didn't see it, but the Bible says in John 3, like a mighty wind, Holy Spirit breathed into you. Life. He breathed into you your born again spirit. Woo! Man. But here's the awesome thing. God breathed into you your spirit and made you alive. But likewise, God breathed in the, into, how, into these pages. The glory of God, the life of God, the essence of God, the virtue of God. Woo, Jesus. So what is in these pages gets into our born-again spirit. That's why somebody that, you know, doesn't know Jesus, unless they're really sick of Jesus, this word, is, this word is foolishness to them. It's not alive to them. Did you ever try to read the Bible before you were saved? I did. Man, it didn't make any sense to me. But it makes all the difference when you get to know the author. Amen? Makes all the difference when you have a spirit that can assimilate these words. Now, I'll never forget, I took Michelle down to Children's Hospital. There was a girl down there. I think she's nine. And remember, Michelle was younger. She gave her a baby doll. She, she couldn't assimilate food. And she's dying. She just could not assimilate food. It's a bad deal. Can I tell you something? If you're not born again, you can't assimilate this word. Because you're not spirit. And these words are spirit. Okay. Now this is the exciting thing. Now there's a bunch of spirit vehicles we want to enter into, but let's just take our time on this one, okay? Now your body to get strength and grow, it feeds on food, right? Appropriate nutrients. And the better the nutrients, the better you're going to be. I'll never forget, I had, uh, when I was coaching cross country, I had a young man and his sister. They came from one of the worst houses I've ever been in. So I went to, you know, see their parents and try to help them with something. And honestly, they hardly ever ate. And they both were good runners for me. And I got, we had a breakfast program. I got them into dad to school. I gave their parents some money, on and on. And it made such a difference when they started getting rat food into them. But here's the deal. You, you always hear you are what you eat, right? And that's true. But you know what? You eat what you are. I know that sounds funny. You eat what you are. Your physical being, how did it come into being? It's made from the dust of the earth, right? Well, that's what you eat. That which is grown in the earth, even the animals that feed from the earth. You eat that which you consist of, okay? So physical man, eats physical food to get physically strong. Intellectually, your soul. Your mind, right? When a baby's born, glory to God, he has a mind that's, woo, glory to God. He's going to be able to think. Maybe he's going to be this or be that or be this. You know what I'm saying? It's in there. The seed's in there, isn't it? The DNA that God put in him, specific to him and his destiny. What has to happen? The, inter, the brain has to feed on something to grow. 
knowledge. It has to feed on stimulus, knowledge. I think one of the saddest things, I, I can share this because it's, I had a young man I knew at the high school I was teaching. And I heard about this, but I didn't even know, really know it was true. There's a lady, she had uh, five, seven kids. Five kids were, they're smart kids. And the one kid I knew especially because he, he ran for me. And uh, I went to the mother because she had had a nervous breakdown, been in an asylum, and I, I just went to, you know, pray for her. And she said, I can never be forgiven, this and that. But she had a nervous breakdown. She didn't know what she was doing. She had two kids. She had a nervous breakdown. The other kids were with other people. They're locked in a room. It's as true as you can get. Never ate properly. A few scraps thrown to them. And I'll be honest with you, they're retarded to this day. Why? Their brain didn't get to feed on the nutrients, the stimulant that they needed. It wasn't that their brains, the other five kids were really smart kids. Wow. What breaks your heart, right? Our enemies come to kill, rob, and destroy. And I said that to say this. Your spirit man, right, is born of the image of God. It's born of Holy Spirit, right? So what do you think your spirit man is going to need? We said you are what you eat, but you eat what you are. So what's your spirit man going to need? Your spirit is going to have to eat of that which is spirit. What is most spirit? The word which is spirit. You want to grow? The more you eat of the word, the more you'll grow. It's not up to God how much faith you have, how much love you have. It's up to you. And that's why that word that was given today, yeah, we're silver, we're gold, but it does need polished. Silver needs polished. You could have silver and it could get, you know, it can lose its luster. You can lose your luster even though you have a good heart. But if you're too busy, too tired, and, and you know what? You're never going to find time for the Word of God. You have to make time. You make time for what you want, for what is a priority in your life. So are you with me? Guys, I know this is so, this is so powerful. Man, again, it's about cultivation. I think about that girl, nine-year-old girl that couldn't assimilate food. Guys, you have an ability to assimilate this through your born-again spirit by the Holy Ghost. But if you don't feed on it, I don't care how much you say you love God, you're not going to be who you're called to be. I'm going to tell you something. There's no one here. We take everybody in this room, including myself. Nobody has a corner on the market. We might all have different giftings. Some of them might have a, a little bit different gifting to teach the word or whatever. Nobody, nobody, nobody is better than anybody else. Anybody here could be amazing for God. 
There is nobody predisposed to be better than somebody else. Mm. If I can believe, you can believe. If you can believe, I can believe. We're all in this together. And the idea that someone thinks they're better than somebody else in the context of their faith or their life, no. The Bible of Romans 12, 3 says, hey, don't be prideful. Everybody's been given the same measure of faith. Man, I know there's a custodian. Man, led James Robinson into the baptism of the Spirit. Led all these people to Jesus. They're amazing. Well, someone, he's just a custodian. No, he's a powerful man of the Holy Ghost. Not about vocation. It's not about this or that. It's about feeding on this and seeing that God will reveal this word to you in an amazing way. You might start to get into it and don't feel like it's working. Those sleepy spirits come. You ever been there? I mean, I, the devil says, you can't understand the word like, you know, Kenneth Copeland or, you know, Andrew Walmack or someone. No, we can all understand the word because the same Holy Ghost they have, you have. You are second to no one. This word will get in you just like it got in them, just like it got in Jesus. Because he was a man divested of his deity, right? He, he had to, the Bible says he grew in spirit. He grew, had to grow the same way you grow. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. You can enter into such great faith. Everyone here. What you meditate on what you put in your spirit, you will become. Just think right now of a desire that you want to have come to pass. Maybe you're a veteran and it breaks your heart to see people, amputees, struggling. And you have a desire for them to get their legs back. Well, it's foolishness to the world. Who do you think you are? I don't think I'm anybody. But I think a lot of, I don't think a lot about myself, but I think a lot about the greater one in me. And because of that, I do think, glory to God, I have a good self-concept because of him. You know what you do? You take the word. You feed on the word. Then I know a guy that is a multimillionaire guy. And he said, I want to fund the kingdom. I said, well, Enter in the word. So accordingly. God's blessed him a lot. But one guy, I, I knew that uh, he moved away, but he had a business and a young guy. And I just said, you know, if God can trust you, he'll entrust you. And he started, he had a, a business and it's one you had to bid, get bids on for your job. And he came to me one day, he said, you know, there was like five bids and I got the bid. I said, yeah, you know why? He said, because of Jesus. I said, yeah. You keep putting Jesus first and give him the glory. And God bless this, but he's not around here anymore. But it's just to be, your greatest desire should be to be intimate with Jesus, right? Well, you get words whew, on hearing the voice of God, experience the presence of God, entering into the revelation of God. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Guys, 
I'm not here in any way to condemn anybody, including myself. But you have to ask God to help you see that he's given you a desire for the word of God. You are able because Holy Spirit, the revealer of the word is in you to read this word. And sometimes, you know, I have a quiet time, half hour, 45 minutes, start in 10 minutes. Grow it. And sometimes, man, it's like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it, but I know I am. Sometimes when I'm eating something, I don't feel, you know, feel like it's necessarily tasting the best. But it is the best. Sometimes right at the end, I just get a nugget. Wow. Just like Jesus was face to face speaking to me. And I know that happens to you. Be more intentional. Make time for the word. And the word will exalt you. Okay? I just gave some examples uh, my own life and some other people. Uh, man, someone says, I want, maybe I have a heart desire to minister to prodigals, those who are away from God. And let them know that God's not condemning them and calling them back. You know what you should do? Go to the story of the prodigal. Get that so in your spirit. The father was waiting for him every day. The father, even when he came out of the pig pen, smelled like pigs, embraced him where he was at and set him on high. Did not condemn him, but set him on high. Get that in your spirit, and you know what? That will fulfill a desire to bring people back, glory to God, who are backslidden, that are being condemned. You know why? Because the word got in you, and now when you're speaking to them about coming back, because the word is in you, the word is speaking to you, not just you, it's the word speaking through you to them, just like Jesus is talking to them, and that's how we get fruit. Amen. Someone please say amen. amen. Glory. Woo. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Spirit to spirit. Mmm. Jesus. Man. David Hogan, I like him a lot. Matthew 10, 7 and 8. He said, I have a desire to raise the dead. People die prematurely. Man, he meditated on Matthew 10, 7 and 8 for years. And then he laid hands on people who were dead and nobody was getting up. And the Lord said, get in the word more. See it 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 more. It's not a coincidence that he's raised over 500 people from the dead. That's not a coincidence. He just sowed to it. You can have what you sow to. Woo! Glory! Someone says you're condemning. No, I'm not condemning you. I'm just taking away the excuses. Come on. Oh, Jesus, shake or die. I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, help me to pray better for people. And God took me to Matthew 8. I said, okay. And show me the story of the centurion. In Matthew 8, verse 5, Jesus came into Capernaum 
there came a centurion beseeching him. And he said, my servant is grievously tormented. This man had compassion. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you have a desire to help those who can't help themselves. One of the reasons we have the center but beyond. All of us have that desire. He said, my compassion, and the Lord said, my compassion's in you. The compassion that was in the centurion, not even saved under the old covenant. And how much more is it in you? I said, okay. Then this man says, just speak the word. And God said, the word's in you. Speak it. I confirm the word for this man's servant. I will confirm the word when you're in faith and love for those who can't help themselves. And I will come to them like my word says here. The same Jesus. Glory to God. In Matthew 8, Jesus said, when he heard of the need, he said, I will come and heal him. And then after this man said, just speak the word, Jesus said, go thy way, verse 13, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. I'm here to tell you, Jesus is the same today as he was then when he did this. He has the same desire, glory to God, to heal those you're concerned about that he heard, that he had then. It's Jesus. Then it's Jesus now. So what happens when we feed on this word, eat on this word, drink this word, meditate on this word, night and day? The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Hearing by how the word of God. Woo! Now. The anointing in the word is now getting. So when you speak, it's just not in hope. It's out of faith of the word produced. And it's not you that's doing the speaking. Come on. It's the word that's speaking through you. So all this stuff about how great you are, all this stuff about how you have to need to be perfect, all this stuff, no! Do the best you can. Jesus will do the rest. Come on, stand with me in Jesus' name if you would. Hallelujah. Let's worship Jesus, amen, for the gospel. For his desire for us to have open relationship with him. His desire that's in us and the word that he's given us, the, the, a born-again spirit, Holy Ghost in us. Let's just worship him, amen. Let's just worship him. And personalize it to you. To you. To you. Shekotai. Shekolai. Iatosa. Iatosai. If you're listening to this and you're not saved, the word of God says, salvation's nazi. You know he was raised from the dead. Right now, in Jesus' name, repent for your selfishness. And say, I want Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. You've heard. Now proclaim what you've heard. And receive salvation. If you say, Jesus, I need you. I want you. I receive you. There's a number on the screen to help you. Glory to God. For us here today. You can hear the voice of God. You can enter into 
an amazing relationship with God that defies the imagination. Jesus. How about 2023 being a year as never before where this becomes real? Who's it up to? God? No! It's up to you to cultivate his word, to give him something to work with. Then it's up to God, right? <laughs> He's the confirmer. I know the devil will speak to you and say, this is not for you. Man, you've been hurt here. I'm here to tell you this. You claim wholeness for when you've been hurt. We've all been hurt. Through the word. You receive Jesus to be unto you. As the word says he is. Shekotai. Shekotai. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you. I don't know. I just sense Jesus. I'm going to give a few words of knowledge. And uh, oh my. My, 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 my. Lori, I'm going to ask you to come up and pray. Then Robin, I'm going to ask you to come up and pray and close this, okay? The, I just had three, four words of knowledge. I had the name Kim. I had the name Lisa. I had the name Kevin. I had the name Ken. That means something to someone. I'm going to ask Lori to pray now. Robin, to close us. Guys, and let's encourage one another, okay? And says, so yeah, I knew they were going to fall. Yeah, I know they're like, no, encourage them to be who they really are. Don't look at somebody's struggle in the soul. Look at who they are in their hearts. And you yourself that says, you know what? I can't do this. Don't look at your soul. You're that word about inabilities. Look at who God's made you to be from your heart. In your heart, you're awesome, you love God, you want God, and the soul will not stop you.